0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome in the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show. Following a Thursday night home loss to the Bucks, And we'll try and make sense of everything myself, Jess, Rachel, and you of course on Twitter, two ways I think maybe to open up how we can look at this game, how it began and how it ended and as difficult and as frustrating and as just perplexing as this Philadelphia Eagles team is to watch throughout a football game. They seem to have a knack for coming back and seem to have a knack of keeping things close. Of course, that's reducing it to its most basic elements. There are a lot of variables and a lot of ways in which we got from point A to eventually point B which is a six point loss and I know that Nick Sirianni screwed a lot of people over Eagles fans who thought well let me bet on the bucks to kind of minimize the damage (laughs) and then that two point conversion but from Sirianni's decision making to Jalen Hurts once again in the first half looking completely night and day different as he was in the second half for the most of it the defense playing consistent at times like a really solid unit and then just disappearing to Tom Brady rearing his ugly head and face again here in Philadelphia to penalties. And it wasn't just the Eagles committing penalties, victim of some bad penalties as well. So Jess, we look at what happened. I know you were down there as well as we kind of make sense of everything. The field goal I know was going to stick out for a lot of people, as far as a representation of how bad things were for Nick Sirianni as a whole. But, it's Thursday night, short week. I didn't expect the Bucks to come in and blow anybody out by any means. That's kind of a great equalizer as we see on these short weeks. But once again, I find myself blown away at just how bad everybody looked on the offense in the first half, a pass defense that you should be able to throw all over against when it comes to Tampa Bay. And instead... 107 yards into the second half passing. So I don't know if you can look at this. There we go. I don't know if we can look at this, even if we're trying to put a positive spin on it, moral victory aside here, Jess, I don't know if we can look at anything without kind of talking about how once again, this football team looked ill prepared, bad execution, bad decision-making and Yes, they got within six, but still it cost them once again.
2: I really don't believe in moral victories at all because I think they're such a cop out for like they're that participation trophy almost.
1: Everybody hits.
2: Yeah, everybody gets a ribbon at the end of the day. And that's just not (laughs) true. Everybody doesn't make playoffs, everybody doesn't win the Super Bowl. And it's just it's just frustrating, because one of the things that we had talked about, you know, week two after their first loss was there were a lot of frustrations here, but it's all things that can be improved upon and we hope are improved upon. And we hope we're not sitting here banging our heads against the wall, saying the same thing over and over and over again. And that's what we're doing. We're saying the same things over and over again. It's the same thing week in and week out. And, you know, I, I think that there, there's a lot of things wrong and I, and, and it, it, it goes in like a big circle, like none of the things are helping each other. Jalen hurts, you know, has not played well, did not play well this week. He didn't really play well last week, but he played well last week when they needed him most, that was fantastic. And that was something that, you know, was really great to see from a young quarterback. He's having spurts of not playing well. But his head coach isn't helping him either. And I understand that, you know, he his accuracy hasn't been great. And there's been a lot of complaints here and there. This is a guy who this is, I know because it's his second year, it feels like he's been here for a lot longer. But this was his 10th NFL game. There are going to be things that he doesn't do well. And that's okay. But the fact that the head coach has no feel for the game and no idea how to call an NFL game, It's not doing anything but hurting Jalen Hurts further. When Miles Sanders is coming in and getting 10 yards every single time he touches the ball and Jalen Hurts is just making the wrong reads and it looks painful watching him go through his progressions. Why are you not leaning on your run game a little bit more to allow your pass game to open up when your wide receivers are not getting open and Jalen Hurts is not finding them either when they are. So it's, it's a lot of things that are just in this, Ungodly circle that just are it. Nothing's helping each other, and it's the same things week in and week out. And I would love to sit in on one of their practices and learn what they do because I beats me what they do in practice all week.
1: I don't know. Watch videos of Kobayashi eat hot dogs and and other motivational videos and Alan Iverson crossover. I- Exactly right <laughs> to motivate you. It once again, and look, last week I think it was slid under the rug, right, because sure. they win a football game. But for two straight weeks, it feels like Nick Siriani is bailed out due to circumstance. And let's look at the two first. They move the football down the field in the first half because of penalties. Because the Bucks are so bad that they're grabbing, literally grabbing guys, Jalen Rager multiple times. So that is a huge help for an offense that was just struggling. And Sirianni, and rightfully so, because you're down in the red zone scoring opportunity. You have athletes. They take advantage of that. They score. Ertz with the touchdown. And then again. Again, with penalties, they get down there. The other thing, and you mentioned this, and this is where I think it's important as we're about to talk about the specifics of what happened with Miles Sanders. This wasn't some... Crazy, innovative, schemed run. This was essentially putting offensive linemen on defensive linemen, and having Miles Sanders find a hole. And he was able to do that for those big runs. And it was again, Nick Sirianni didn't do anything innovative. He didn't create any crazy misdirection or counter. It was just finally going to Miles Sanders consistently. And I'm thinking to myself, once again, this guy's getting bailed out due to circumstance. And I don't know, to your point, if they're learning anything from mistake because it's easy to just say, hey, we were close. We got it to six or the week before we won on the road. So therefore, it's maybe not as deep of an issue, but we all see it as an issue.
2: Because it, it's, it's, it's not an issue if it happens once and we see it get corrected and we can move on and say, okay, look, here's a young offense learning from their mistakes and growing every week we're watching them regress week after week and it's painful and you know people want to just freak out about Jalen Hurts and I'm very hesitant to do that because again it's his 10th NFL game with what his 10th offensive line combination I mean we talked about this a lot last year the offense there were I I forget how many uh, different offensive line combinations there were last year but Jalen Hurts has also had to deal with that. There was one starter at his true position tonight. Jordan Mailata started the season as a starter, but it left tackle and he was playing right tackle so they have moved guys around left and right they've moved her big around and what which guard spot he's been playing at they moved landon dickerson around they want you know they have andre dillard in there now because he's more comfortable at left tackle and they're put jordan putting jordan Mailata at the right tackle position then you have jack driscoll starting at guard he was in at the right tackle position when he had andre dillard at left tackle and jordan Mailata was hurt they're all over the place yeah there's no consistency there and They're not a great offensive line. They were getting bullied today. Absolutely bullied. So I understand the frustration with Hertz. I'm not sitting here saying that he played a great game and deserves, you know, no criticism at all. But I just think that you have to look at the whole thing objectively. And, you know, it, it starts with the coach. And if a coach can't do anything to try to help his struggling quarterback, that's just a recipe for disaster. And it's a recipe for Jalen Hurts not to improve and for the frustrations to grow.
1: I don't know Um, where you stand on the whole Joe Buck hates our team and, you know, Troy Aikman, former cowboy, et cetera. But I I think for the most part, they at least try to be objective. And, And maybe there's some glee in Aikman's voice if the Eagles are getting pounded into the ground that comes across a little subtle. But my point in this is that it's not just us. Jess, who are frustrated with the lack of creativity and just anything. I saw Baldy on Twitter asking just how thick this Eagles playbook was. Troy Aikman was calling it out. Like Tony Romo before a play, Troy Aikman was calling it out, being like, why are we still getting such a blatantly vanilla offense and no creativity? And it just was a repeat thing. I don't understand how you can self-scout each week and not kick yourself in the rear saying, wow, we left a lot of opportunity. Maybe not big plays or things along those lines, but just opportunity. Where is the creativity? Where is the stretching of the field? It's just lateral. That's all it is. It's the person going left, there, crossing over, left, you know, like switching their legs as they're crossing over from 35 feet out, and then they dribble the ball off their feet when they try and take a move.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it, and it's not even just you know people that are paid to sit in a booth and and be on TV talking about it it's everyone sitting in the stadium, in the stadium. anyone who yes. understands a yes. basic defensive coverage and <laughs> what a extremely vanilla like textbook offensive formation looks like can tell you exactly what's going to happen and you can bet your ass that the that the people who won the Super Bowl last year also can do that which is why the offense was going nowhere nowhere (laughs) and you can blame whoever you want for you know jalen hurts missing guys guys dropping balls the offensive line being bad but at the end of the day the offense is just too predictable and this is something that we thought we were going to get away from when we hired a new head coach this year And, and and here here we are here we are and here's the thing. Nick Sirianni did not get his plays from Madden because everyone calls better plays than that on Madden.
1: Thank you. All right. Look, you're not winning any Madden tournament with Nick Sirianni's playbook. I can promise you that you're nope. going to get bounced out on the first round by all means. I did see another comment though in the chat and we appreciate you. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button, please. If you're not subscribed, do that. It does wonders for us here. We appreciate all of the comments. Rachel is scouring Twitter right now. So we're going to get, three words to describe this tight Eagles loss, but Gabe Lovato earlier on the chat, at least this team showed some fight late in the game. And this is a complex, I think it's complex. I don't think it's just as easy as, oh, they played like shit in the beginning and then they played amazing in the second half. There's some details and nuance to this. And yes, they clearly have a knack or at least the last couple of weeks have had a knack to come back and keep things tight, overcoming bad play. I just, do you wait that a little more and say, yeah, it's the NFL. You're going to have bad quarters, bad halves. At least you could show some fight. Or are we kind of, and I think you and I may be on a similar page of just being so outwardly frustrated with why you happen to be in a position where once again, you have to play up to crazy circumstances in the third and fourth quarter.
2: I think it's just because we've been watching the same BS for the last three years. And we were supposed to do this whole. I thought you were
1: gonna say five weeks. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no, three years, which is why it's it's so horrible because you think, okay, they clean house everywhere. There's a new quarterback, a completely new coaching staff on both sides of the ball. We're you know get some new young some young talent in here. Let's and 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 let's go. And it's the same crap that we have been watching and that we have been complaining about, which is why it feels infinitely more frustrating because it's the same frustrations with a completely new, new set of people performing the frustrations. It's nothing different. If it was different frustrations with these new people, that'd be one thing and it would feel different, but it's the same thing. We've been yelling about the same thing and complaining about the same thing since they got home from Minnesota. In 2017, 18, we've been complaining
1: about the same. You put that in in perspective now. I honestly thought you were going to talk about this season and this season alone, and like the last five weeks. I'm even. I I don't even know what the. Oh, the context you just put that in now is is even more frustrating across the board, but it's dead on accurate. By all means. This is interesting. We got two different chats here that kind of explain how backwards everything was, right? And Tony, Ful- or pardon me, Samuel, why does it take being down in the fourth with no time left to give Sanders the ball? You know, they're down 14 and that's when you start to see some runs and they're just basic. We mentioned this at the top, basic runs. It was just here, give it to a playmaker. Imagine that. And it happens. And then, but right before that, David E. or David, I apologize if I mispronounce, kind of disappointed in Devontae Smith, banged up secondary. He didn't produce. Got to see more in this situation. What's going on where you're down 14 late in the game and you start to turn to the run, and then early on when it's work where you can throw and take advantage of this banged up, and really, even when they're healthy, they're not that great secondary. You're not throwing the football, and Jalen Hurts is barely at 100 yards throughout the game until – we see once again late in that game. It doesn't make any sense. It's like Sirianni had the opposite game plan across the board. Once again,
2: he has no feel for the game or what's going on. It's actually, it's painful. It's painful to, to watch it happen. The first down play calling is some of the worst I have ever seen. And I spend the majority of my weekends watching (laughs) high school football. This is the worst (laughs) first down play calling I have ever seen in my life it's disgusting the first drive all of their first down plays they got negative yards the only reason they had positive yardage at one point was because of a penalty
1: yeah that was their leading performer today right penalties
2: on the other side what a time to be alive
1: (laughs) right Eagles went from being the most penalized team in the league to only benefiting downfield from penalties. I don't even know what's going on with this team. It is so bizarre across the board. I know Ray has been looking at Twitter, three words to describe. We all have to talk about that decision to go for the field goal because that might be like the microcosm of the game where it's just Sirianni. And you mentioned this, this phrase, no feel for the game. It's becoming more and more obvious and really evident that he just doesn't have a feel for it. And I don't know if he's going to have that Jonathan Gannon moment where you, at least you can point to it and say, all right, man, you've messed up. You've had very little feel your defense is getting ripped, but you had that game against Carolina. Like I'm still kind of waiting for that moment. Atlanta's aside, that's week one. And it doesn't look like they prepared since Atlanta, yeah. to be honest with you. And it's still now what week six into the season.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, It's so bad. My favorite thing that just comes up on Twitter every week now is (laughs) there's a tweet from Devontae Smith, and I don't remember what game was on, but he tweeted, run the damn ball in all capital letters. And the screenshot of that, was it the Alabama game? The screenshot of it, it just just keeps popping up on Twitter, and it's just so funny to me to see it all the time because it's That's just great. it's so bad also Jake Elliott had been perfect to that point aside from the one block field goal
1: yeah it, it's just I don't have a problem with Elliott missing because that happens I get it shit happens I'd love for him to make every single field goal that he right. kicks but I guess it's the decision making where again two things one you're still going to be down by two scores at the very least with the field goal, but also right because you're down 14 points to kick the field goal. Now you're still down 11 points, so there's that where you have to get more than just a touchdown and a field goal. And there's also back to the point that we were just bringing up, which is you're relying on penalties. You may not like it, but you've been relying on penalties. You may not get down there again. That's the reality of it. So why not go for it at that point? And look, I say this. And I understand that. Oh, it's hindsight. It's hindsight. But I say this saying that if they failed, at least they go down swinging, right? At least there's that element of going down swinging. It just was a weird decision. And it's not like, Oh, fire Sirianni. Cause he kicked the field goal, but it's kind of just like that seemed out of touch just from where they were and kind of the flow of the game.
2: Yeah. I mean there, but I think that's, that's the, been their identity. We've talked about how they don't have an identity. Their identity is they don't have an identity. Yeah, that's that's their team. Right. They don't have an Six identity or a feel for the game at all. Six weeks in, no, it and it's not great.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Their schedule does not get any easier. Like they have a pretty tough schedule because some of these teams that you expected to be, you know, not so great are much better than we thought. Like they still have to go out to Denver and play the Broncos, who are not a bad football team. They have to go out to Las Vegas and play the Raiders, who are not a bad football team. The Chargers come to town in a couple weeks. Like There are still a lot of teams. left. They still have to play the Washington football team twice, and I know that they're not a good football team, but they're still a division game. They have to play the Giants twice, and they have to play Dallas again. They have to, the Saints come to town at one point. The Saints are much better than anybody thought they were going to be this year. So they still have a lot of interesting games left to play. And it's, I mean, I have no confidence in this coaching staff to get this team any sort of ready.
1: Here's my floor question for you. And I'll ask it to Rachel as well as, as I know we're going to hit Twitter up and to everyone else out there as well, because I think when Jess starts to look at who's ahead of this football team, everybody you've mentioned except for at the Jets, and, and I think we could look at that and say, okay, that should be. But I bring up Detroit because they're on the road, and Detroit has shown that they can be down a lot and just clear a gap, not to win a game, but to make it difficult. Where are we as far as, like, how confident we are in the Philadelphia Eagles? I get it. You're taking on the Chargers. You're taking on Denver. Those are really tough games. Vegas, they're going to be through all that shit by the time the Eagles take on them with Gruden. But what about a team like Detroit? You look at the start of the season, you think, Eagles going to roll through Detroit, W win, like no problem there. I'm not saying they're going to lose. All right, let me clarify that to both of you. I don't want you jumping on me because I would expect you to do that if I say they're going to flat out lose. But I feel like this is not going to be easy. Like it's going to be one of these games where they're just going to have to gut it out. And that's that's a reflection of what we've seen over the last couple of weeks.
2: They're a team that does not inspire any kind of confidence <laughs> in any aspect of their game. So, you know, I, I mean, they could go in there and whoop up on the Lions. They could go in there and get whooped up on. There's no in between at this point in my like there, there's there's no like, oh, this could be a, a hard fought game. God, I hope one team just, like, beats the crap out of the other to make it less painful for everyone else involved. Dude, no one wants to sit and watch a barn burner of the Lions and the Eagles. No one.
0: It really is <laughs> rolling the dice with this situation because I think what made it exciting but yet frustrating is both with this game and with the Chiefs, we expected it to be like right. – a, a blowout so the fact that they kind of hung in it, it was like oh this is impressive kind of the fact that y'all are fighting back at the end of the game so when you're playing against a team like the lion seeing that we just lost by what six points you you want them to go into that game and kind of like win because you saw like against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it wasn't a blowout game, but it's like, you yep. just don't know what you're getting. It's kind of like taking a chance each week. You don't know who's going to show up. And it, yeah. You know what? Each crazy quarter you don't know who's going to
2: show up.
1: That's even we, better. Uh, we, uh, you said each quarter?
2: Yeah. You don't know who is going to show up each quarter. It's a different exactly. football team each quarter.
1: Exactly. And I don't know if we're, and, and here's the thing. It's not even guaranteed. Right, it's kind of expected now, but that's isn't that unfair? And and let me stick up for Jalen Hurts for just a second here. Isn't it unfair? for everything to be so bad. Now, granted, he was part of it and he was part of it against Carolina and and we're not singling anybody nor piling it on one person, but isn't it ridiculous now to ask just because he's talented and has speed and can get out of a bad situation, isn't it unfair to ask him to do this each and every single week? Like it kind of feels like Nick Sirianni is cornered into doing. How can you learn about Jalen Hurts if you're basically asking him You know, it's like your boss coming over. Hey, hey, can you bail me out? Just again, just, you know, take the hit on that email. Just, just one more time. I promise. It's like, how could you get away with doing this week in and week out with Hertz?
2: There's a stat that NBC sports, Philadelphia put out. That's literally called putting it all on the QB for the last four games. 37 runs by a running back. 18 runs by the quarterback. 150 passes, nine sacks.
1: I don't think he's going to survive. Right. Like it's a, you, it's right?
2: amazing that he has.
1: Maybe that's even, maybe that's the point here for, for the three of us is trying to figure out. And I know I, I I'm not right. You, none of you are, are docs, right? Maybe you are, I but okay. <laughs> I, and look, if, if you are, then what the hell are you doing? It's slumming it with us here. Right. But <laughs> Point being is that. How the hell has this man survived this punishment so far? And it's like a running back with 600 carries last year and just be like, nope, we're going to give you 1200 this year. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same. I I hate to say it, but like, you know, knock on wood, like this was our concern with, with Carson Wentz, always taking such a beating, right? When he was running all over the place, his rookie year and everybody loved it, but it's like, Hey, this might catch up with you at some point. And then it did. And then he was not really the same afterwards. And I would, you know, you look at guys like a Lamar Jackson and you know, their offense and the way that he plays, he's one horrible injury away from not being the same player anymore. And as horrible as that is, like, I would never wish that on anybody ever. And you don't want that to happen, but like, if God forbid something happens to to Jalen Hurts, like then what the hell are they going to do? Yeah. The quarterback class coming out this year
0: is
2: not good. Not at all. Bad, very bad. So Jalen Hurts needs to be your quarterback for at least one more year. And you need to do something to make it less horrible every week to watch and for him to have to deal with. Like, I understand that, like, He's an unbelievable athlete, and you can teach things like accuracy. Those things can be learned. You cannot learn how to be a freak athlete. So why is no one helping him or teaching him or coaching him to be better? Instead, they're just piling it on and making it worse. They're not doing anything to help him during the week or in game. He is literally just out there to, to drive. And like, he's too mentally tough of an individual to not go out there after and be like, I, I, I played like garbage and that this is on me. I should have done this. I should have done this. I should have done this. And I have to be better. And it's like, yeah, you do need to be better. But also, you weren't the worst thing that was out there.
1: No, no. And that's and I'm curious, too, just from Twitter and the reaction that we've got so far as far as, cause look, it's a loss and I think people are frustrated, especially once again, with how the team played overall and, and on offense. And to Jess's point, Rachel, I'm kind of curious to see if people are dumping it on Hertz because it was a little easier to see him struggle or if they're dumping it on Sirianni because it was a lot easier to see him struggle or, or, I don't know, Jake Elliott. I, I don't know where people's frustrations would be outside of those two to start. By the way, Sirianni 0-2 when he's rocking Sixers gear before a game. Can we cut that, too? Oh. We cut that, please? <laughs> the Iverson, and then tonight, with, I mean, please, can we just... Uh, that's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But I'm just I'm curious. like. Gonna... Sorry. I How many highlighters
2: right. did he have on his visor tonight? I was at the game. I, I didn't couldn't even see tell. that far.
1: Yeah. Did he have one? I don't think he did. If he did, then it was only one, right?
2: I don't know. I, I'm genuinely asking the question. I could, I did. I have no idea. Did he have any? Did he have multiple? How many? What color were they? Wait a second.
1: You didn't have your binoculars for the highlighter watch?
2: <laughs> god. I am so blind. I can't even, I can barely see the ball. It was like oh. after being gone for over, for, like not being there for a year and going back to the first game, I was like, right.
1: oh my god, <laughs> I can't
2: see
0: anything.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so what no, do we have on Twitter? What, what type of reactions are we getting?
0: I'm seeing majority of it is getting blamed on Nick Sirianni. Okay. A lot of it. Sirianni is overmatched. Sirianni, our coach sucks. I haven't seen, I've seen some, we need a new quarterback, but I'm seeing Nick gotta go. A lot of it to me is definite high school coach. High school, off. coach. I my saw here Meyer, in these comments, and it says, uh, "I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right." David is from David. It says, "I'm not on social media, but my yeah. three words are get more creative." So, like when it comes to like the play calling, so I'm seeing a lot more uh, blame when it comes to Nick Sirianni. What about you guys? Are you seeing anything from specifically?
2: I'm seeing a I lot of uh, it's really Sirianni focused.
1: Yeah. Yep. And and I think, look, the field goal and and questioning certain decisions, not running the football once again, not even trying. It was like he was listening to all of us all week about how difficult it is to run against the Bucks, and just thought, yeah, that's fine. I've it's it's like once again, outside voice or whatever it is that's that's motivating. If it's the analytics guy up top sending him text messages, which is not happening, but whatever it is, something along these lines, it feels like we have a lot now to continue to pile up on. And then I'll just reiterate something that Jess said at the start where we continue to get frustrated because unlike with Hertz, we see growing, we see stretches of growth. Sirianni, I don't see growth. I see getting bailed out. I see other things bailing him out and that's not growth. No, no, that's a
2: giant cover-up. Yep. It's, it's, it's so frustrating.
0: And why, was, so why so late did he decide to run the goal? In the first half, I think Sanders maybe ran it once or twice. It was very low. And then all of a sudden, the second half. Where was that in the first half? Like, why? Well, the run,
2: the run the ball chance at, at Lincoln Financial Field didn't start until the second half.
0: But they've been like that for oh, the wow. last games. They, awesome.
2: wait, there was another run the ball chant right before. It was right before Jalen Hurts' first rushing touchdown when Miles Sanders broke off that one run for the first down. That's when everyone was chanting, run the ball. Miles Sanders goes. The most sarcastic standing ovation you could imagine (laughs) took place. Everyone stood up and cheered like they just won the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, And they just ran the ball for the second time in a game. In
0: the third quarter. It was do serious. you think his mindset was going into this game knowing, like, what they were up against with Tampa Bay and their run defense? Do you think it was like, oh, yeah, even though people want us to run the ball, this is not the team that we might want to try it against? Like, what do you think his mindset was going into the game?
2: If that was his mindset, he should be fired on the
1: spot. your mindset is –
2: well, their what? defense is too good. I don't think we're going to try that this week. Right. You should literally be fired on site.
1: Immediately. That's not changing, right? Like, that's just scared. But yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. I, I I wonder, and this is not to, to stick up for him by any means because I'm just as pissed off, but I, I wonder if he's, or let me phrase it this way. How is he rationalizing it? Because I don't think it's to that extreme Where it's like, and we make fun because it's easy because he gave us all this material, which is like, dude, did you even try? But how do you think he's rationalizing this each week, coming into this week, I should say, where it's like, are you trying to just get the ball out faster? Once again, we see RPOs where that's passing the buck now to Jalen Hurts. How are you supposed to see this kid help this kid grow if you're just throwing him into the deep end and saying, all right, swim while you turn around and eat a sandwich? It's kind of hard.
2: Yeah, it makes no sense. And especially, like, for a guy that in Jalen Hurts has not proven that he goes through his progressions well or makes the right read at any given time, he he has not shown that. So for Nick Sirianni to give him that much right now is, I feel like, is only hurting him it's not helping him grow or helping him stop making stopping to make these mistakes it's making it worse and making his life harder almost like he's giving Jalen way too much when he should be simplifying it for both of them and I'm not sitting here saying that I think Nick Sirianni should be fired I told you I don't I don't like sitting here yelling for that but Mm -hmm. if you know that the the kind of mentality that he's going in with is scared and putting all of it on his quarterback that is not the person who should be leading this football team
1: not at all and it just gets really frustrating to not see any change and the continued just stumbling and and lack of feel was there anything positive and and look I think at this point something like David on chat, get more creative. That's probably going to be our floor for positivity. I, I can't imagine that there's any type of moral victory cheer or there's any, you know, go get them next time or things along those lines from, from tonight. I saw
0: was I expected worse. That was the most positive. I guess you're going to get. Okay.
1: So I covered
2: yeah. the spread.
0: Yes. I did see that. Hey. that one.
1: I'm telling you, Sirianni's diabolical. He knew exactly what was going on. He thought, all right, there are a bunch of people up here who've been booing my ass now, calling into sports talk radio, hosting podcasts, kicking my ass week in and week out, and they probably thought, well, I can soften the blow by betting the bucks tonight so my squad loses, but I win some money, and yeah. he just screwed everybody over. <laughs> I can respect that, at least. <laughs>
2: Stress-free Sunday.
1: Yes. Yes. Now, we've got a little bit of a break, which is nice. And As you mentioned, Jess, we we get to enjoy football without having to worry or any anxiety that we have either pre, during, or post for us. So, we'll take that extra Sunday off and be back the following. But a lot to think about, a lot to reflect on. And the good news is that when we do this in a game like this, we have Monday to start the week. Now we have Friday. So by the time you know it, you're going to be everybody's going to be knee deep in margaritas and just enjoying the weekend. And this game will be a distant memory for a little bit. And then you'll wake up and remember it again. But such is life. Did anybody on the way out? Did anybody have a a good game? Did anybody have a game to where you thought to yourself, no issue at all?
2: I think Avante Maddox is having a sneaky good season. Okay. The defense is so bad
1: I like that, that answer, it's
2: yeah. that it's it's kind of on on the outskirts. But Avante's having a really 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 good year, like very low key.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. Uh, That's sneaky good too. I, I wasn't thinking of him, but you're right, especially after last really week
2: well.
1: pass breakup bounce back this week big tackle too. Yeah, yeah, I can see it.
2: Yeah, his tackling improving. Right. I think he's just in a, he's in a good spot. Where, where, I mean, I'll give Jonathan Gannon credit for putting him in a good spot this year because he really hasn't been. He's not been, been good up to this point. He's having a good, a really good start to the year.
1: All right. That's well, it we appreciate, no, no, that's it. And, and I don't think we're not going to stretch that, that topic because I don't think we'll get much out of it. And Avante Maddox is a great answer. I, I mm-hmm. was curious. Honestly, I wasn't expecting anybody to be named, but I'm oh. thrilled that we at least got one. We can at least end on a quasi positive note. All right. There so, go. Yes. We appreciate you all riding with us. We're going to be back a week from this Sunday. Thanks again. Enjoy your long Eagles-free weekend. Reflect and look ahead. It's a tough one by all means. Hopefully you had the Eagles plus seven, and at least you feel a little bit better. Rachel, Jess, I'm Time. We appreciate you all. Hit that thumbs up button. Thanks for watching, and make sure you're subscribed. Have a great night.